Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman here at the Novacare Complex in the media trailer following the Eagles' very light Monday practice and also following Sunday night's open practice festivities at Lincoln Financial Field. Zach, how you doing? How you holding up? I'm doing great. Excited for this podcast. Are you? Yes. You know, attack this podcast with an enthusiasm? Uh, enthusiasm uh, unknown to unknown mankind. Unknown to mankind? Yes. I don't have quite as much enthusiasm. I forgot my lunch on my way out the door. I had a little peanut butter sandwich. And maybe some, Just peanut some butter? clementines, peanut butter and uh, blueberry jam. Okay. And uh, some clementines, forgot it. So I had, a, I had a piece of double bubble from the locker room, and that's, that's my lunch today. That, that is not sufficient for lunch. It's not good It does nutrition. not satiate an appetite. No, and I'm worried that it will affect my longevity for this podcast. Okay. I hope I don't pass out. And if I do... Try to resuscitate. Well, then we'll, we'll be concise and to the point. Okay. I like those podcasts. This is, uh, this is interesting for you. You're coming off a podcast in which you were forced to defend the trio of Eli Manning, Chip Kelly, and Sam Bradford. I might as well run for mayor of what can we? Yeah, what can we do yeah. next? Can get you to uh, you know, defend uh, automatic weapons for citizens? I, I just want to say, okay, well, first off, that's... <laughs> I was preparing my retort when you said that. Obviously, not, not the case. Okay, I should have had a stronger. You don't have to. This I should have had a stronger rebuttal. This is where Shield tells me not to yeah. get fired. And yeah, you no, I, I should have had a stronger. You moving rebuttal. on is part of that. No, but um, I briefly listened back to it, and I will say that for as much flack as I got for defending Chip Kelly, you compared Chip Kelly, I believe, to Mussolini. I don't think I compared him to Mussolini. I just thought I thought the you saying him uh, he was nice to some people. Uh, you could okay. probably say the same about Benito. <laughs> I just thought that that was not uh, the, there was not enough attention paid to that. Like it was it was how some... can how can Zach defend Chip Kelly? But but compare but that comparison just is totally acceptable. So well, I think that tells you I've got my finger on the pulse of the fan base. At least as listenership, yes. Yes. All right, so we will talk a little bit about uh, what is going on in Eagles world over the last uh, couple practices as they prepare for Thursday night's preseason opener against the Tennessee Titans. One more practice tomorrow before uh, the Eagles get ready for Thursday's game. The big news coming last night, Joe Ostman suffering what looked like a potentially serious injury. We don't have official word on that yet, but he did not practice today, still being evaluated according to the team. Um, I have been a little bit more skeptical, I think, than most that Ostman was, you know, definitely making this roster or that there was a role for him. 
keeping in mind that you know last year they chose Deshaun Hall over him to play down the stretch. So it's not like this is some guy that they have loved forever. Uh, but well, I'll I'll correct you there. I I don't know if they chose Deshaun Hall to play over him down the stretch. It was more they needed to get they wanted to get Deshaun Hall in their roster. They already had a, they already had Joe in the building. Yeah. So the only way to get Hall in on yeah, the but they were entering the playoffs. Like if they really thought that Joe Osman was a better player than Deshaun Hall, okay. they would have yeah, true, promoted true. him. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, if they thought he could, have I didn't mean to interject there. I, That's I just, totally it's, fine. It's let's, a uh, it's it's a discrepancy, it not in this particular case, but in other situations. Yeah. What that sure. that has been raised to me by people in the building where I, I remember yeah, it makes there was, more, they wanted they yeah. wanted to control his rights. That's fine. Yeah, I get so, that. But okay. they were also in the playoffs and Deshaun Hall was sure. playing. Um, Agree. Okay. Nevertheless, defensive end is, uh, I would say, the biggest concern for this team heading into the season. So any, More than a linebacker? Yes, definitely. Okay. I, as as uh, Zach Berman wrote at – the athletic Philadelphia today linebacker not that much of a concern if you think about it as long as you believe the safeties I would rank I would rank my concerns about the defense defensive end safety then mm-hmm. linebacker then defensive tackle okay well I guess I forgot cornerback yeah cornerback so, is in there somewhere so I, I think yeah and, and we've discussed this briefly but not ad nauseum and I imagine we'll discuss it ad nauseum at some point yeah, I na- think nauseation yes well, yeah true I think defensive end is going to look a little different than in past years because I don't know if they need to go with four as often because they're not bouncing a defensive end inside on passing downs. Now, if Malik Jackson got hurt, then I think defensive end is a more is a bigger concern. Or if Fletcher Cox isn't there, defensive end is a bigger concern. But going into this year, I don't think it's like they need four defensive ends to really count on. Uh, Although I will say I've been a, to use the term you would use, a Josh Sweat stand uh, since Josh Sweat was drafted. Um, I liked Josh Sweat when he was You've been a stand? Really, really, really love Josh Sweat? I, I thought that's what you use when you support someone. Yeah, I, I think it's more of, you know, you really, really, I mean. Uh, okay. That's fine. I mean, did you see anything last year to make you think that he was a good player? In training camp, I did. Um, and he, what was he, that? He didn't do anything when there was no season. when there was no pads on. And I saw speed around the edge. I, I and then this year he's 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 bigger, and he he's bigger. made some plays. Did not make plays against Andre Dillard the other day. I think that he is. I think he's he has been okay this camp. He's active. Uh, he's been he's made some plays mm-hmm. downfield, which I think is nice. It shows he's got a, a bit of a motor. Uh, but he has not he has not impressed me as a like purely athletic. You know, edge rusher necessarily some okay. guy who's going to be a you know hair on fire coming around the edge. Yeah, I'm, he I'm, seems to me like a poor man's Vinnie Curry. No, I I think he's a different player than Vinnie Curry. I mean, first off, I think he's a speed rusher. Okay, I think he he needs to develop pass rush moves, but I think he's 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 a speed rusher. I mean, I think best case scenario, he's Daniel Hunter. Best case scenario, he's today. Yeah, that sounds like best case scenario. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's best case scenario. He's Demarcus Ware. No, like, <laughs> all right. I just mean in in terms of playing style, in terms of body. Yeah. Um, in terms of well, see, that's where I disagree. Out. I think to me, it seems like he he is more of a uh, you insert him and you and, and you get competency like against the run and uh like I don't I don't see this we have different this Josh athletic Sweat freak. We have different Josh Sweat reads. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I mean I, I see a guy who needs to develop a 
a counter move? Who, who needs to develop a move, I, I'd say, other than just okay, well. beating the tackle around the edge? But I think he has, he has the get-off that you look for. I don't know. I don't know if he has the get off. <laughs> I don't. I really. Don't I thought you were going to mock me for using get off. No, so, I like okay. that. Okay. Get off's a good one. Okay, uh, because as I said it, I was like, is, I is was that thinking. A- uh, we I recorded uh, everybody hits this morning with your buddy Matt Gelb, who wrote a very good piece on Michael Franco, and which was and, a good piece, and how. 2016, 2017 is basically right. for naught. What was the so. point? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he used the phrase, uh, something's got to give, which I, I think is just a great, it's a great phrase. Like you really, it, it sounds very dramatic. Something's like got to give. Say, oh, yeah. Something's got to give here. <laughs> like, like, or what? Well, you know. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, so. All right. I don't know. Just thinking of phrases that I like. Um, so, but to you, the, but yes, back to, to the toast man, Joe Ostman. Son of a baker. Um, what does this mean? Where do you uh, do you think this makes it more likely the Eagles will try to acquire a veteran defensive end? Uh, do you think that Deshaun Hall has a chance to make the roster? Do you think that um, Carlton Agadosi could be moved to defensive end? I don't think Carlton okay. Agadosi is going to be moved to defensive end. I think that I suppose Hall has an outside shot. Um, I still think that I'm confident in who my top four are going to be going into the year. Uh, unless Sharif Miller gets a phantom IR, then or or a legitimate IR. Sharif Miller would be you know it would be nice to see him do something yes. in these preseason games. He yeah. has he has been very quiet throughout camp. But I don't think they they're just going to flat out cut Sharif Miller. So certainly not. You have five right there, but you know if there's an injury to Derek Barnett, who hasn't practiced yet in team, if there's an injury to Brandon Graham, then I think they look more at adding someone. Whether it's bringing Chris Long out of retirement, whether it's signing Connor Barwin, which I I don't know if that's the path they'll they'll go, but certainly it's it's an option that uh, I mean Connor's here in okay, Philly, yeah, yeah. at least an option that Barwin has. Uh, yes, uh, so. Uh, those would be things I would watch. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a trade for Clowney, although that would be that would be nice. That would be terrific. That'd the, be that that'd be the kind of that'd be the kind of player case. you trade draft ammo for and you allocate cap space to. Uh, but I don't think that's happening. So we'll see. If that did happen, though, ooh, that that would change the look of the future. I mean, they'd have a stud. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now on Chris Long. Uh, Sheila's on the record as thinking he believes that Chris Long will be back. I think you are a little bit uh, maybe closer to the situation uh, than Sheila's because Sheila loves Chris Long so much that he, maybe he's, he's a little bit blinded and it's okay. sort of wishful thinking. You had Chris Long on your previous podcast mm-hmm. to discuss his retirement. What is your uh, sense of where he stands? Yeah, so I, I think that if the Eagles had playing time that they wanted to give Chris Long, he'd be in training camp right now. Uh, but I, I think they were pretty clear to Chris Long that he wasn't going to get. I don't understand this. What, what don't you understand? It's not like he didn't. It's not like he wasn't playing last year, even in the beginning of the year. I know he says that, but like he was still playing plenty. Well, I think and what, he's not going to play over. Like he's not going to play over Josh Sweat. It, it's not a matter of that. He he wants to rush the quarterback on third downs, and okay. if Malik Jackson's on the field. Who are they taking yeah, off? Derek Barnett or, or, or yeah, Brandon but they're Graham? They're not going to be on the field every third down. Most, of, I, I mean, he was talking 
like a very low amount of snaps per game. So uh, because in the past, the way he got on the field was right. by moving a defensive end inside. Right. You know, and even even back in 2017, Vinnie Curry didn't play really third downs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I, mean, I mean, they did not sign Malik Jackson to take him off the field on third down. So I think that more than anything else was kind of what dictated what they were going to do defensively. Okay. Now, why doesn't he go somewhere else then? It's a good question. I mean, I I can't speak for Chris there. Um, you know, I I think this is a place where he he liked to play a scheme that fit him well. It was just a matter of playing time. Okay. So, do you think he'll come back? Uh, it, only if there's an injury. Okay. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to come back for eight ten snaps a game. I don't okay. think that. All right. Uh, what else? What else uh, from the last two days? Shelton Gibson also went down with an injury on Sunday night. Ankle. Ankle, extent of which uh, we don't know yet. And same for Boston Scott. Yes. Bosco, baby. Your, your guy. My guy. I don't, I don't know if I, I, don't, I... I'm not sure I can commit to him being my guy anymore. Okay. He's, he's okay. Uh, Miles Sanders got a lot of, as you and Shield would say, a lot of... Uh, ga- or, yeah, he's been getting gassed up. Yeah, he's been gassed up. I have a bit of a different take on this i think i mean he does look like easily the most talented running back on the team but i don't think that he looks great i just think that he's being compared to guys who don't have a lot of juice at all all right i I have a little different take then well we know that you're a jordan howard guy i don't know why i'm a jordan howard guy i'm just uh, i'm just giving you a what is it jordan howard or howard jordan it's definitely jordan howard it's 100 jordan howard um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it actually might be, it's, it's either Jordan Reginald Howard or there's a great story with his, with his late father that, uh, okay. but, um, in, in any, if, <laughs> I'm sorry for that tangent there. In Howard event, Jordan, of course, the knockoff Howard Johnson's. Is that right? Is there a place Howard Jordan? It's the McDowell's to the, uh, Howard Johnson's McDonald's. I did not realize that. It's not true. I made it up. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, but no, so what Miles Sanders does well, which is he's elusive, he's quick, uh, he's very athletic. I think that comes through in a practice situation more than a power running back. Uh, I think that's true. So what I'm saying, I'm I'm by no means saying Jordan Howard's you know, this great running back or is going to be playing, is, 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 is going to be the feature back for the Eagles. But this is not the setting for Jordan Howard. I think that's, that's the a, first thing I, think I would that say. that is a fair point. And then the second thing I, I would say is that when you look at it situationally, short yardage, goal line, uh, end of game situations when you're trying to run the clock out and, and you have a lead, I think that's where they're going to trust Jordan Howard. Uh, Early I on, I think that's true. Yeah. I think Miles Sanders will have to prove his his trustworthiness. Exactly. So I, I think there's a definite role for both of them. I think eventually Miles Sanders is is going to be the not just the top back but the featured back. I don't think you're going to see a, as much a committee approach, uh, whether it's late this year or going into next season. But I don't think Jordan Howard's like obsolete on this roster, and I and. I would just warn... I don't think obsolete is... I, I think you're right. I think there's a role for him. I also don't know if it's like this this unequivocal thing that like Miles Sanders is so significantly better than all the other running backs because... I do. I think Jordan Howard has 
has a skill set that well, I sound like Chip Kelly talking about Nomni. That was the famous uh, Nomni has a skill set. Has a skill set to play football. Uh. That's what Chip said. <laughs> it was at the combine or either the combines or at the max. And then when he cut him like a week yeah, later, yeah. But it was it was. Uh, we asked him about Nomni, and he said Nomni has a skill set to play football. <laughs> it was it was like the the most uh, the most tepid endorsement. Yes, exactly. So I think Jordan Howard has a skill set that the Eagles will will utilize. And I just, in all the Miles Sanders hype, which I am not trying to diminish, I'm just saying my, uh, Jordan Howard's going to have a role in this football team. So the one play that J- Miles Sanders made yesterday that made everybody sort of open their eyes was he it was a red zone drill, and he had this very nice sort of jump cut to yes. the right and t- broke it to the outside. Uh, and it is it, it was a nice-looking play. Yes. It's also like he's, he's he gets to the edge against two guys who are not allowed to tackle him, so yeah. it's a little bit of a... Uh, of, a, of a fool's gold type thing, but he is like he has the most juice. There's no doubt yes. about that. I, I I do believe that he, by midseason he will be the the bell cow running back. But I, you're right. I mean, it it also doesn't behoove them to just give Miles Sanders sure. every carry. Like they, if this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations, they should try to keep him fresh. They should use Jordan Howard, uh, but. I, I do think that the uh, talent disparity is significant. I was trying to get some some color out of him, some anecdote like like an anecdote out of him, and I asked him the best jump cut he ever made. Oh, I like that. And he was like, "What do you think it was?" Oh God, <laughs> I was I no like, idea. "I said, <laughs> I said, you're, I, I said, Miles, I haven't watched you like your whole. Right. I, I never saw you play in high school. I I watched Penn State football, right, but." Like I, I can't tell you my fate, my top right. five. Probably one of Saquon Barkley's jump cuts. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you my top five jump cuts he's, he's made. Uh, and and he he really didn't have an answer for me there. That's uh, funny. But uh, then I asked him who who's the best at it he's ever seen. Who's the best at cutting? Not specifically jump cuts. And what did he say, Barkley? No. Let me guess, Shady. No. Uh, is it a is it a current NFL player? No. Is it Barry Sanders? Yes. Okay. Yes. Safe answer, and it's a good answer but for a, good answer. For a twenty. Well, I think he's twenty-one years old. For yeah, a twenty-one that's year old to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. that answer. Okay, um, and another interesting Miles Sanders. Uh, so his did you ask nick- about his nose ring. <laughs> did I ask about his nose, nose ring? Stud? His, his 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 nickname, as I'm sure people know, is Booby, but it has now prolifer- proliferated, infiltrated. Uh, the locker room where his teammates now call him Booby. Okay. So he's at you know, That's just like just like LaShawn McCoy got to Shady yeah. level real quickly, he's 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 Booby now to his teammates. Would you rather go through life called Shady or Booby? Shady. You? I think Booby could I'd be okay with Booby. <laughs> really? Yeah, why not? I mean, I understand the the, the, the background for Booby was, was like, Booby Miles. Looked like Derek Luke. Yes. Yes, which uh, you know, I, I I can't say. Hey, the book was better than the movie to him. Like, mm. uh, but he, he, Maybe we can get Buzz Bissinger in here to uh, interview him. Buzz Bissinger, uh, you got terrific a, writer. You got so. a good Buzz story? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do, but I, I don't want to go on tangents. Oh come on! So let's hear the Buzz Bissinger story. Um, so Buzz Bissinger uh, came to speak at my high school uh, when I was in ninth grade. Our summer reading. Okay. Was uh, no uh, tenth grade when you were watching Matt Walsh ninth or tenth grade, yeah I watched a lot of Matt Walsh, um a lot of Matt Walsh, uh, but uh, 
uh, because our summer reading was Friday Night Lights, and he came to speak. Okay. And so he spoke at an assembly, and then he spoke in, like, small group sessions. And I went to the small group sessions. And uh, a little background about me. I'm a, I'm a, I grew up, like, a big Fab Five fan. Okay. Uh, like, loved the Fab Five. Mitch Album's book, The Fab Five. I was, like, an eight-year-old reading like this like 300 page book on the fab five i like that um it's very on brand i imagine yes but i don't uh, think that that shouldn't shock anybody but like i i I could tell you way too much about the fab five in any event okay we'll we'll quiz you on that later yeah so when uh buzz bissinger was 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 speaking it was when um everything was coming out with ed martin and chris weber and he was like criticizing um, the Fat Five in this small group assembly. Okay, and I and felt you, the you, need. You would not. You would not have it. You could not stand for that. As I look back now, I I don't know why I did this, but I felt the need to stand up. I like that speaking truth to power. I felt the need to stand up for the Fat Five. <laughs> and, uh, when, they were the ones being exploited. When you had this, so you, so you had this incredible author, right? Uh, come and, sp- and and speak. Do you and, remember what he was wearing? He was. She was dressed conventionally then okay yeah um but i don't know why i i felt it so important to defend the fab five like in front of like i like this you in front of like all you, these other students speak your truth yeah it's it's like someone who's like really passionate about a certain issue who's right. like is so offended by something yes. and you would think it would be an issue that would that would matter in the scope of the world <laughs> but right. for some reason criticizing the Fab Five, like like offended my sensibilities to the point that I raised my hand and and interjected. I I can't tell you verbatim, but I I can tell you that uh, Chris Webber would be very proud of me for defending his honor to Buzz Bissinger that day. And do you remember what Buzz's response was? Was he taken aback? I remember being like a back and forth. Oh. Like like not a snipey back and forth, but I don't think he expected like a teenager to to be defending the Fat Five. Good for you. Yeah, so I... I, uh, Do you think that Buzz would remember this interaction? No, I can't imagine that. He'll probably... He would remember... I, I hope visiting the school that day. Okay. Uh, but I can't imagine he remembers. That's very funny. This guy. But uh, I'm a huge fan of his of his of his books and his and a lot of his work over over the years. So he he's done a good job. Let's work through this. Give me your. <laughs> this give, is a tangent. I'm knowing sorry. your knowledge of the Fab Five. Yes. Give me your. Uh, Player comparisons to current Eagles, who would be who? Uh, who is, is the Chris is, Weber of this team? This is tough. I I can't um, think of this at this moment. Um, I can tell you my my Jalen Rose of this team would be Malcolm Jenkins. What makes no 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 no? My Jalen Rose of this team would be Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Okay. I don't know if Alshon Jeffrey yeah. has the uh, speaking yeah. volume. To I just mean a like in terms of like star. bringing the like 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 bringing the swagger to. The okay, team. you think Maybe. Alshon is the guy who brings the swag? I I know Alshon's the guy who yeah yeah to a certain extent. Okay, he's the, he's not he's the, the only guy who one. said they were going to win the Super Bowl before they did. Yeah, okay, I'll give him that. I, I, I'm 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 uh, willing to accept that. I mean, I I guess I need to do Carson Wentz as, as the Chris Weber because he doesn't know timeouts. No, not that was no. Uh, just you know the superstar. Okay. Um, and you know with the injury history has 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 a certain amount of okay. like. Uh, um, okay, I'll give you that. But, but that's a tough comparison to make. All right. I I Juwan? would need to put more thought into this. Uh, Juwan, 
I guess I'm going Malcolm. Uh, no, I'm going Jason Kelsey for your Jawan. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So Why? Who, the, uh, behind the scenes leader? Yes. Yeah. Tone setter? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, he, and he's the one who will come back and become the head coach one day? Maybe so, actually. Okay. Who's the Jimmy King? That's a good one here. Uh, Nelson Aguilar? Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> show, your, show your work. <laughs> Uh, that's, I was just thinking someone who like is an important complimentary player, uh, came in. Jimmy King was a, was a big recruit when he came in. Yeah. Like Ray Jackson was, so was, was the least yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And then like okay. had to accept his, his, his role in order to make it function. Okay. Um, so had to swallow his pride a little bit yes. in order for the betterment of the team. Exactly. Okay. I'll so, give you that. That's why I was calling that. So our listeners enjoy this. I'm, I'm sure curious. that they do. <laughs> um, and then who's my Ray Jackson? Uh, my Ray What's Jackson. What's the book on Ray Jackson? So Ray Jackson's kind of like the fifth guy. He did a lot of the dirty work for them. Okay. Um, was, uh, uh, was popular within the team, but was, was, was not like an outspoken guy. Um, that sounds to me like... Tim Jernigan. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tim. Jer- yeah. That's a. That's a. Does that that's work? a good one. Okay. Sure. Okay. And then you get you. You need your Rob Palinka. You need your. Ooh. You need your Dugan Fife. Yeah. Um, well, that's so, up to you. Yeah. So we'll we'll come back to that. But anyways, I was a big Fat Five fan growing up. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry for that tangent. Uh. All right. Uh. What? How also. About- oh. <laughs> no. Let's hear it. All right. When. Uh, because we tend to share this stuff on this podcast, when the Eagles played the Lions back in 2016, uh, so that was the Ryan Matthews fumble game. Okay. I landed in, in, in Detroit. I got in a rental car, and I drove to Ann Arbor uh, to listen to the Fab Five speak. They had a reunion. Mm. Except, uh, Chris Weber wasn't there. The other four guys well, were there. Yeah, they've been on the outs, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I went to uh, – I got in the car and, like, literally – like sped to Ann Arbor because I had a short window to make this, and I, I right. it was perfect weekend to do it. Went to hear the Fab Five speak, loved it. Went to Zingerman's Deli, loved it. Did you wear? Did to, you wear like big baggy shorts when you were a big Fab Five fan? When I was younger, yeah, like yes, I did. Shorts, yes, I, okay. I, I did. Yeah, um, I like that. I, yeah, I was, I was a big Fab Five. You were fan. all about it. Yes. Okay, and that was worth it. That was a fun. Uh, does it, it feel great. like does it feel like a part of you is not whole while the while the Fab Five is feuding? <laughs> um, Do you feel like in order for no, your, I mean, in, in order for yourself to be fully uh, complete? You about need... twenty five years later, like it's 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 a different type of. Okay. I, I look at it a lot more intellectually now than emotionally. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's I, I I remember getting off the plane and, and, and rushing there. I I always look for like certain things to do on those Saturdays of before course, the game. Yeah. Um, I've gone to. A lot of college football games. Actually, um, back the Eagles Cowboys game in fifteen or sixteen, no sixteen, down there, I got off the plane and I rushed to Fort Worth to TCU because I kept hearing about Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes, mm. and like I kept hearing, you need to see him in person. Like watching him on on TV doesn't do it justice. Okay, and I and so I went to see the TCU Texas Tech game. And it was like a, a multi overtime game. It was it was it was a it was it was a real good game to watch. I, I remember that. And uh, 
Uh, I, I talked to a few guys in the Eagles building about it the next day who, who went to that game. And was he that impressive? <laughs> the throwing talent was extraordinarily impressive. The arm talent. Yes, the arm talent was extraordinarily impressive. The uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury's defensive scheme was not so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was cool being there. It was definitely cool being there. Okay, I like that. Uh, all right, back to the Eagles. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. For the uh, last night, what did you make of the atmosphere? Uh, the the only open practice. Really liked the Anything atmosphere else? there. It was actually it was actually I thought the highest quality practice of the open practices I can remember of the last summers. I would agree. They, with they that. did they did some actual things on the field. I would agree with that. I mean, two thousand and. 15 they did. They had a good practice there, but Ja'Cory Shepard got hurt. Okay. Uh, I, I remember that distinctly. Following in the Stuart Bradley footsteps. Yes. And now the Joe O's the... Yes. Uh, no, I thought it was a great atmosphere. I, I briefly went down during individual periods um, to see my nephews who were in the stands. Nice. And uh, it was it was, it was was really great in the crowd. Yeah. So it was... Uh, there was a, a lot of energy. A lot of energy in the stadium. Who uh, do they? Were they wearing jerseys, little Bermans? Uh, they were not wearing like jerseys. They were wearing like t-shirt, Eagles t-shirts. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just curious who their favorite players are. Can yeah. we give a shout out to your, to your your nephews? Are they listeners? They're they're no, they're very young. I mean, they're well, not listeners. They're it's never too young to start birds with friends. Yeah, they're they're like sub ten years old. So. Sub ten? Come on. Yeah. But great, great. I think nephews, Zoe Bevilacqua so. is sub ten. Is that right? Yeah. CB, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a great atmosphere at the game, okay. or at the practice. At the practice, and it's probably going to be a, a better atmosphere than it will be on Thursday night. Probably so. And the Eagles uh, raised, yeah, I guess so. And Maybe. the Eagles raised over four hundred fifty thousand dollars for autism research. Four seventy five, yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. over four seventy five. Yeah. So, and I think half of that was uh, contributed to by that one guy's beer consumption. <laughs> and as as you wrote, yeah, I was in a terrific kicker. This is like I'm. I'm not just kissing your butt here. I'm giving you a lot of credit. Uh, doing those practice observations, you, she only needs to come back and knock me down a peg. It's it's hard to have a kicker in a practice observations, and for the uninitiated, a kicker is like your last sentence, right? And it's it, it's usually in like a column. There's a there's a great kicker at the end, or if you're doing a feature, sometimes there's like a great end quote that serves as as the kicker. But practice observations, I'm I'm usually like you know they're they're back out they're here. At, bad boy up. Yeah, yeah, they're back out here at nine fifteen tomorrow morning. Um, but you had 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 a great kicker, which is just imagine if they had more than one of these. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are the only team in the league who has yes. only one and charges for it. So I think they deserve to be uh, called out for that a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, you wrote a you wrote a nice. Uh, I was excited about it. I thought you did Thank a very you. good job. Thank you. I was. I let was. Me, let me fet you. Let me. Yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I was excited to write it, and I'm actually. Uh, I I, I, I I did a piece on Camus' injury and uh, kind of the aftermath at the linebacker position. But How I'm, important the third linebacker is, sure. generally speaking. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing more of these types of stories. Uh, like, I, I, I don't want to uh, make everything into a huge deal. And, and I realized that, that one of the great things about the athletic is, is, is like, we're selective in terms of what we make a story. Well, Plan yeah. to write about, but um, but yeah, I think it, that it's important to to kind of show when there's an issue that's 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 big with the team, and I think this is real interesting what what they're going to do, and 
I, I didn't expect to talk to Camus when I got to the stadium yesterday, and getting a chance to talk to him does not seem like he's too worried about missing a lot of time. Uh, but I think that the way to go more so than forcing linebackers in there is the three-safety formation, whether it's a heavy nickel or a heavy dime. I, uh, that seems to be what's in vogue in the NFL now, and I would pay attention to the Eagles using it. And I don't think that uh, it's an accident that the Eagles have added safeties uh, more than they've added linebackers. That's probably fair. Um, the other thing I would say is I I was probably not necessarily convinced that Zach Brown would make the team. I think he probably will now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got the first chance to play alongside yep. Nate Gary in the first team nickel defense uh, with Camus out and Nigel Bradham still on the shelf. Although LJ Fort did take some seven on seven uh, reps next to Gary, but but today in today's practice, Fort uh, was out there in base and then came off for nickel. So okay, I think he's 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 the third of that Nate Gary Zach Brown and LJ Fort grouping. Yeah, I think that's I think that's yeah. what we would expect. Uh, and you were surprised. There was an interesting uh, quote in there Zach, uh, from Zach Ertz. About how he's impressed with Zach Brown. Yeah. I think Zach Brown has not had a good camp. No, uh, I Zach mean, Zach Earth Brown disagreed. hasn't jumped out at me. Maybe Zach just appreciates Zach's. Could uh, be the case. But I asked Zach Ertz specifically about about Camus and about Nate Gary. And he volunteered that Zach Brown's been a pleasant surprise. And then he said he played against him a lot in Washington and didn't realize the, how strong and athletic he was. Uh, and he says he doesn't know. Which if it was doesn't the, say much for the Washington <laughs> defensive scheme. He says he doesn't know if it was the way he was used in right. Washington, but he he said that's that's been something that stood out to him, and he thinks Zach Brown's gonna be a big addition to the team. Uh, and I just think it's important that I kind of phrased it that way because Ertz volunteered that information. Sometimes you need to be careful. Sure. Like, if you tee a guy up, you know what have you seen from so and so? So I was thinking. I've been thinking about this the other day about uh, the you know talk about. Yes. And I think that, like, I would rather have someone say, like, talk about the state of the, like, what you see for, talk about the state of the linebacking exactly. core after uh, the injury to Camus. Yes. Like, that, it's not a precise worded, precisely worded question, but I, I think that that's fine. It's better than, like, uh, a, spe- a specific question yeah. that is, like, uh, all right, Jim, like, tell me, like, Camus down, do you think that, that Nate Gary can handle the yes, job. Like, exactly. what's he going to say? Exactly. Hey. I agree. Uh, I agree. Or, so, the so, way and, I and also tomorrow is going to be an exciting yeah. day because tomorrow we get, uh, oh man, Thursday night, first chance to put on the pads and hit someone from the other team. What's it going to be like? Is it really even football? Well, so it's until interesting. You get to hit someone else on the other team. So it's interesting you say that because those questions are already started to come today. Okay. And we well, got to fill those packages. And there's a story that I that I'm working on that. That kind of takes like the opposite approach of that. Okay, um, you prefer to hit your own guys? No, no, just like how DeAndre Hall just how like clotheslined uh, DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. I don't think it's a secret that that like I've been planting seeds for the story if, for the other reporters. Um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm very curious how teams are approaching the preseason because you've seen it around the league. It's become de-emphasized as far as playing starters, and so there was uh, uh, there was a player who was getting interviewed by a, a TV reporter, and it was like. How excited are you for Thursday night? Do you feel like you need to hit, you know, mm. play against a? There's nothing like a, that first time you give someone uniform. else a, uh, exactly. someone a concussion. And, and then like uh, 
and and I was kind of waiting him out, and I'm like, I actually want to ask you about the opposite. Like, right. Is Thursday even necessary for you? Right. You know, is the preseason necessary? And it's it's been interesting hearing players um, answer that because uh, I've gotten a, a lot of honesty that with with the way practices are structured now and the amount of work the ones are getting in practice that really a lot of the guys don't think like preseason mm-hmm. is is what it, it used to be for them. Yeah. So I, will, well, I look forward to I will have much the, more the fruits of that, that labor on, on Thursday. Yep. Okay. Um friend of the pod Jimmy Kemsky was doing his uh survey of uh, reporters for a stock up, stock down for camp. Mm-hmm. Now, this was anonymous, so you can you can uh, refuse to answer. But if you'd like to uh, lift the cloak of uh, anonymity, who did yeah. you who did you uh, give the nods to? So I I I don't believe one needs to share who they vote for in the voting booth, but I will share here. Okay. Um, I uh, didn't did not pick Miles Sanders for this because. I did not know what the expectations were for him going into it, so I, I, I thought it was odd. It was, I neither it was did tough I. Yeah. There. Uh, now so, you were only allowed to identify one. Yes. So, yeah. And so this might come as a surprise to you and to our listeners, but I picked number twenty-two, Sidney mm. Jones, as the guy who stock up. I don't think that's a crazy selection. And then stock down, I picked Stefan Wisniewski, and I, I thought about him. Yeah. That's a good one. And I did not pick Wisniewski because of the snaps. Because I think Stefan Wisniewski knows how to snap right. the ball. Now he has struggled with snapping at yeah. center this, this it's, summer. It's for more because whether it's it's simply the Eagles wanting to prepare Halapula Vatifaitai or or not, they they literally are not looking at Wisniewski as uh, as a potential guard option should Brandon Brooks not be ready. They've been looking at Vitai there. I know I you can know, always put Wisniewski yeah, in there, but it's but look who you're playing in between matters. And well, was, Jason Kelsey already said that the reason they lost in the, uh, in the, was, the Saints game is because they had Wizard Red Card. Sure. You know, um, so it's it's not like you can just assume that he'll step in there because his work in the previous year came on the left side. Right. And and it's it has stood out to me that they're not even like rotating Wisniewski in there or Matt Pryor in there. They are playing Halapulu Vatifaitai as the star as the first team right guard every single team drill. And I thought Wisniewski would get more work there. So I so Wisniewski, I think that's a good to answer. To me, is your backup interior lineman. That's how they're viewing him. And I don't think that he's guaranteed a spot. No, as we've discussed. Yeah. What about you? Um, I went. Uh, you know, there are guys who like are just not having a good camp, but you maybe yeah. didn't expect them to have a good camp. Uh, and so you know, I try to do it vis a vis my expectations coming into camp. I am afraid to say that I did go with Clayton Thorson for uh, Stockdown. He just, I mean, it's, it's, you're practicing in shorts for the most part. You got to be able to hit some of these throws, and he's, he's not doing that. Yeah, I think there's, there's fewer people on, the, on this island than, uh, when I still think he's going to make the team, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's, that's who I went with. Uh, Stock Up, I wanted to be, uh, you know, be a little bit hipster about it. You okay. want to guess who I went with? Stock Up. I'm hoping that I'm the only person who identified this player. Ah. Uh, in respect to the time of our audience, why don't you just tell It's me? a little bit related to the uh, Wisniewski stock down. It is stock up for Suo Opeta. <laughs> That's your guy. Okay. That's my guy. All right. Is he yeah. making the 53? I think he might. On Friday, we are going to have updated 53-man rosters for you. I'll, I will consider. Okay. Yeah. We will, we will have that on Friday. So. And after every preseason game. I think that's correct. Yes. Yeah. What else is new? 
<laughs> How was your trip to the zoo? Yeah, we, we really share everything on this podcast, don't we? Yeah, get used to it. Uh, it's nothing sacred. <laughs> um, no, I, Certainly not trips to the zoo. No, it, it was a very nice time. Uh, what was his favorite animal? The lion, but the lion did not come out of the... Uh, of the, uh, the lion was sleeping. The, the lion's den? Yes, of, of the lion's den. I, I was about to say the cage, and I'm like, <laughs> thank goodness the lion did not come out of the cage. <laughs> yeah. um, but my son saw the... So on the map, it's it's a big lion. It's like their their logo, okay. and kept pointing to that. So I was like, no, let's go to the reptiles. Let's go to the primates. Right. Let's you know. And I'm trying to because I I know from having gone to the zoo before that you don't always see the lion when you go to the lion. Sure. Um, but he he wanted to go to the lion's den. So we went there. Did not see a lion while we were there, but did uh, see. The leopards, um, nice jaguar, yeah. So, can I tell you a lion story? <laughs> yes, please. Um, my wife and I, for our honeymoon, we went on a safari. That's a great honeymoon, and um, it was fantastic. But one which of, part of Africa? In Tanzania. Okay. Uh, in the Serengeti, and uh, we happened upon uh, a lion, a pair of lions. When you say happened upon. Like you're in the we're in the the jeep yeah thing, the jeep right. okay and uh, was able to get uh, a good video of these lions uh, mating really <laughs> and it was really was it, was it obvious like it was one going... of the funniest things okay I've ever seen okay it was like what was you know, funny about the, it the, I mean not the, to get like oddly the, specific the but. Lady lion, uh, like sort of does this little dance where she makes it makes it uh, clear that she's in heat. So like trying she's, to seduce the she male. She sort lion. of just okay. like walks by, uh, and the lions are like they're very lazy beasts. Yeah. They sleep like twenty two hours a day. As, as as I was saying right, before, saying. yes. And so this one lion uh, gets up, goes over to the lion, and the whole thing lasts like six seconds. And then he just, he just joke I could use and then he just lets it, yeah. out an enormous yeah. yawn and plops yeah. down back to sleep. Really, what, what an existence! <laughs> All right, there you go. That's a great honeymoon story. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that, that's actually a good story. I, I, I've always wanted to do a. Uh, You've always wanted to see that for yourself. No, I've always wanted to go on a safari. <laughs> I always wanted to go on a safari. No, it really was. Yes. It was fantastic. Yeah, that so, sounds that sounds great. There you go. Instead, I went to the zoo with my son. So. Which, that did not happen. Well, no, that's yeah. still fun. Okay. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode. <laughs> so Birds with Friends. Do you have anything else to, uh, to, to get off your chest? No, I, I do, though, want at some point on a, on a less uh, newsworthy day or a day we're not talking about the Fat Five uh, to defend myself when it comes to Eli Manning and Chip Kelly not so much Sam Bradford. I I am okay. not. I do not want to be known as like I'm, I'm not. I'm not uh, pounding the table as okay. Mike Mayock would say for Sam Bradford. So I certainly don't want that. But I will defend uh, Eli Manning and I will defend Chip Kelly. Eli Manning and Chip Kelly are uh, drowning in a lake, and you only have one life vest. Who do you throw it to? I only have one life vest. Um, I mean. 
You're at safety. You can only throw it to one. But that's like I don't want either one of them to die. Like okay, but they don't. They don't die. It's it's a a lake where uh, if you drown, you just are why are universally accepted as terrible at your job, and then you still just live out the rest of your days. (laughs) I don't. I don't have a firm answer there. I mean, yeah, I I suppose I suppose Eli because he's. Because he's he's younger and he has children, and you know I don't want them to be without their father. But that I don't no, know. No, they're this living. Not... They live on. Yeah. So I don't know. This is that's a tough question. Who do you who do you go to bat for more? It's it's different contexts. It's it's totally different contexts. I mean, I, I suppose I would defend Eli Manning's career more than I would defend Chip. Kelly's okay, career. good. That's a good answer. I think. Yeah. But that's I I would do it without you know as a quick well aside, the good thing is you wouldn't want Eli to be throwing you the life vest because then Chip would intercept it. <laughs> right. As as a quick aside, I, I was on a radio show one time where they're like, "Gun to your head, who are you picking? So and so or so?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'll answer this question without the gun to my right. head." Like, right. Well, like, we say that's why we say water gun to the head. Yeah. Like you don't need to. Yeah. Like I have no problem answering the question <laughs> right. for you. Yeah. So. Uh, I just thought that was that was worth mentioning. Okay, good. Zach Berman, anti-gun. Good, good yes. to hear it. Yes, let's make that clear. On so. All okay. Right. Well, thank you for listening. We will be back uh, after Before tomorrow's you. practice with uh, maybe a little bit more of a preview on what to watch for on Thursday night as the Eagles open preseason. For Zach and Shield, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you. <laughs>